Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. We're back. Hey, where have we been? Where have we been doing? It's been a while. It's been a while, huh? I'm glad you guys are back. If you are back, make sure if you're new to the podcast, you uh, hit the subscribe button. Hit that subscribe, and then there's a share link. Get the share link. Put that on your Twitter. Put that on your Facebook. Let people know what we got going on over here. Uh, I'm glad to be back with you guys. I've had so much going on. I've been doing, I've uh, done some stand-up comedy. I uh, was in love. I'm out of love. I'm back doing other stuff. It's, uh, it's fun to be back with you guys. Jesus Christ, man. I have been doing some stand-up comedy, and that's been nice lately. Uh, COVID is fucking almost over. The UFC sold out an arena in Jacksonville with their pre-sale tickets today. They announced that they broke the arena record for sales, period. So they're about to pack some motherfuckers in. So in a couple weekends, we're going to see a giant uh, sports event in a packed arena in America. So, hey, baby, we're back. We're back and we're doing it. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to keep my feelings reserved on that. I don't know. We're not going to mention. I think I might already said what it is. We don't want to mention what it is, the pandemic, while we're at the beginning of the podcast. Because that's going to put us at the bottom of the algorithm. Because I'm not a scientist, baby. And they know that. So... Anyway, man, I don't know. I haven't. I've I've been around stand up comedy shows for months now, but I did finally got to do a spot at Zany's in Nashville. Uh, I got to do a spot on Aaron Weber's show. Shout outs to Aaron Weber, who has a new album out, Shirts and Skins. You can find that on Spotify or wherever you listen to anything, and it went number one on iTunes, which is fucking really cool. So uh, shouts out to Aaron Weber, his new album. Make sure you check it out. But he had a show. He headlined his Zanies, and he uh, got a little, gave me a little five minute guest spot. And I went up. I did it. Did all right, baby. I didn't do bad. So uh, I was. I did. Uh, was enjoying that. A couple weeks later, I uh, was hanging out with a guy that was featuring for Gary Owen, and I got to do another spot uh, at Zanies. Got to do two spots at Zanies. Second spot, then not so good. But it was okay. That's what you do sometimes. If you don't know Gary Owen. Uh, Gary Owen is a white guy, black comedian. So he's like one of the only, I think he might be the only guy. His story is like fucking crazy interesting. He's, uh, he won like the funniest black comic in San Diego. Uh, he was like in the Marines or something. And they, um, he won, they let him in the contest. I don't know how he got in, but he I guess he was the funniest guy in the contest. So they like gave it to him. I guess it was like a joke or whatever. And then uh, he used that credit to get booked like all over the place. And I guess they he would show up to gigs oftentimes and they didn't know he was a white guy. So he just kind of built his audience that way. So he's it's a pretty interesting time. And the uh, audience, I don't know. They I didn't go up there. I can't blame the audience. That's what you can't do in stand-up. I, if you're a good comic, you can go up there and you can kill. And I just wasn't. I went up there, tried some new jokes, tried some stuff that wasn't, you know, probably shouldn't have done it. Let's <laughs> just put it that way, bro. But comedy's going okay. We're getting back into it. Hopefully there's just more shows popping up as time goes on. I think we're about to see, you know, people people were trying to open up stuff and do stuff earlier in the quarantine, and it wasn't so well received by a lot of people. And that's okay. It's okay to, if you don't want to go do stuff. And I don't know. I'm not going to go to Jacksonville to a packed UFC event by any means. Uh, but I'm just interested to see what the response is going to be from, like, sport teams like because you know they've been missing the gate at their shows and they have less morals than they want money so they're going to be wanting to sell some tickets baby because they got they, they don't have those big stadiums and arenas to just have them empty so they're trying to get some revenue off that and i i know people are going to be like up in arms like they have been so but who gives a fuck you know fuck those people i don't know <laughs> 
I'm trying to. I'm just trying to get back into the flow of podcasting, baby. You're gonna have to stick with me on this one. Where do we got to get back in the? That's what. If you want to do something, you got to create it yourself. You just got to get in in action. And here we are. We're by ourselves. I think I'm gonna have a producer. I think I'm gonna have a producer or at least a sidekick. I might end up still doing all the production and just have another human being in the room. When we do the episodes. We're gonna see. We're gonna find out. But I have been. Um, I was think I listened to this podcast the other day. They were talking about scams. And I was thinking, this guy had this elaborate scam where he, him and his dad, when he was a kid, he pretended to be a, a writer for Sports Illustrated for kids. And his dad pretended to be his photographer. And they would, like, sneak into Madison Square Garden to get to watch basketball games all the time. And I was thinking about I was like, man, I wish I had been involved in some kind of crazy scams. And I started thinking about it. I don't know if everyone's had scams in their life, but I actually think I had a bunch of scams. I was thinking, I, found, I was like, what's a good scam that I would, and I, we used to get free food from the Taco Bell, and this is nowhere near as cool as sneaking into Madison Square Garden to see, to meet Michael Jordan, but we, uh, I remember one time we bought weed from this guy, and he was like, uh, he wanted, he didn't have a car, but he was trying to get lunch, we're like, uh, he was like, I got this scam to get free food from Taco Bell, so you just go to the drive-thru, and this is what he did. He didn't tell us what he was going to do. We drove him through the drive-thru. And he goes, uh, hey, I had four chicken chalupa supremes without sour cream. I came by earlier, and I got them all, and they had sour cream. I'm allergic to dairy. And um, they told me I didn't have my receipt, but they said to give you the name Alex and the color blue. And they were like, all right, just pull around to the window. And he got free Taco Bell. So we started using that all the time. We started using that scam often. But what I figured out was that the scam would get busted because what they were doing was they were giving like the manager's name and a number or a color. That's what they were doing. So instead of just pulling up to the drive-thru and taking the risk on like Alex isn't even here. What the fuck are these people talking about? I would call the Taco Bell beforehand and I'd say, hey, I had four chicken syllabus supremes with, without sour cream and you gave me them with sour cream. I'm allergic to dairy. Can't eat it. And uh, I, you didn't give me my receipt. Don't have my receipt. But I, I, I got to feed my kids. I got to get this food. So I just, they'd be like, oh, and they'd give me a name and a color or a number. And then I'd go back. And I ran that scam for years, a long time. And then I think one time I went, and they told me that they weren't doing that anymore. And they were like, we know what's up. And I just skirted off from the Taco Bell. But um, that's dude, that scheme sounded way cooler in my head than it was. <laughs> I was like, dude, that was a killer scam that I had. I don't know. I did have a lot of great scams. I did have one. I found out that uh, Papa John's had a discount code, Pepsi 50, on uh, Uber Eats for like years. Or was, I think it was just at Papa John's, Pepsi 50. And uh, it was just 50% off your entire order. And they had for, like forgotten that the discount code existed. And I used that for a number of years. Uh, I took that away. They must have got wise to it. I started telling a lot of people. <laughs> and then... What other fucking scams did I don't know, man? I mean, when I was in high school, I or when it, just in school in general, my scam was just getting out of class. My whole deal was, I would just would scam. Like you could use clubs to get out of class all the time. That's what I figured out. That was my biggest scam. That I, I ran that scam for twelve years. As soon as they started letting you do extracurricular activities or whatever in school, I would just start figuring out what are the activities that get you out of class during the day or like sometimes you have to travel. Like I was on the academic team and I like doing the academic team, but also sometimes you have to travel 
far away uh, on on a bus like an hour away in rural Kentucky, and you have to stop and like get dinner before the thing. So you would like have to leave school before the end of the day sometimes. So you're like getting to leave before everybody else on a bus. Your parents got to give you money. You get to go fucking eat at the subway with your friends, and then you get to uh, you get home late, and you uh, you just get an excuse to get out of the house. Also, stuff to get you out of the house on like a Saturday. Stuff to get you out on the weekends. Stuff to just get you out of the house in general. Because in rural Kentucky, you don't have like neighborhood to get out. So it's just like any excuse to get out of the house. And so that was what I the best day of the year would be when they do the pictures for the yearbook. Because I was in so many clubs, I would be out of class for like half the day. They'd be like over the announcements. They're like, all right, if you were in the FCA, you got to go Fellowship of Christian Athletes. You got to go take the picture. If you were in the future problem-solving team, if you're on that academic team, if you were in the chorus, if you were in the CKMEA chorus, if you're in like all these different clubs, and I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm And my teachers are like, what the fuck? I'd be like, I would come back to class just to when they make the next announcement, just to leave immediately again because you get to, and there's like nothing they can do about it. And I don't know if that's a fun scam. Honestly, it's a detriment to my education now that I'm here, and it's kind of sad. It's like I had all this time, <laughs> this free education to learn, and I was like, you know what I want to do? Just while everyone else is in class, I want to be out of class. And that's really all it is. All it is, is that people were in class, and I didn't want to be in class because everyone's doing it. I don't want to do what everybody else is. So I was like, oh, you get a chance to just... Get out. I use all my hall passes, fucking wander around the school. I remember in at the later in high school, I was in uh I was always in band classes. Band, another activity, you get to get out of school a lot of the time. Like you get to uh sometimes you get to go to like King's Island on like a, a trip. You miss like three days of school. You get to like hang out in an amusement park and only play you do like one performance with with this band stuff. The rest of the time you're you're eating at Subway and Taco Bell and eat a bunch of places. You're staying in a hotel with your homies. Like it's uh it's fucking badass. So I would uh I also when you did the state finals for your marching band, you would be out of school for like three days of the week and you're like in a hotel and you're like in high school now and you fucking might have a girlfriend in the best you're like you're like on a trip with your fucking there's not very much i'm not saying you're doing fucking weird but i'm just saying like it feels like you're on a like a little bit of a, a trip you know a little bit of a vacation there's not enough adult supervision to fuck it so you get to wild out a little bit i remember when you go on these band trips sometimes i never did this but people would bring like alcohol with them on a school trip i will tell you what i did i didn't bring alcohol on a school trip one time but one time I was on the high school drum line, got to go on a trip with the middle school band. They were playing some big conference. And so I got out. <laughs> Dude, it's so crazy how much of my, my education I was just aiming on getting out of doing stuff. I, I wouldn't do it. If, they, if it wouldn't get me out of class, most of the time I just wouldn't do it. But the middle school band needed a drum line for a piece that they were doing, and they were performing at the kentucky music educators association conference which uh was like a big deal for your school to get invited to that so we were from the high school we went with the middle school and so everyone's concerned with the middle school kids and it's a small group of high school kids just playing drums like not very it's not even the full drum line so no one is paying attention to what we're doing and i remember at that point in time i was smoking weed and it was the second half of my senior year of high school and i was just in louisville just walking around, just smoking weed everywhere, dude. I smoked weed in the bathroom with the old spaghetti factory. That is, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> we were at old spaghetti factory. 
I had a whole fucking like rig to like keep this shit from smelling like and I'm sure it didn't work at all. But no one's looking at the fucking middle school group of kids. It's like, who smoked weed in the old spaghetti factory bath? It's like perfect cover, dude. I'm kind of a scumbag, huh? <laughs> I'm like, I was. At least when I, was, I would never do that shit. The other shit is so irresponsible. But I was like, uh, I don't know. That was life back then. I didn't respect the fucking rules. I didn't respect supervision of the adults. I remember I went... I snuck out of my hotel room. We were staying at the Galt House Hotel in Louisville. Fucking nice hotel. And I, they have like a sky w- way that you can use to walk around downtown so you don't have to be out on the street, right? And I guess they close it at night so homeless people can't get in there. And I didn't know that because I was like a kid. But my, my whole plan was that like, oh, I'm going to sneak out of the hotel room. I'll walk around in the skyways and uh, that's where I'll smoke weed. But they uh, closed the skyways. Couldn't get in there. So I was trying to figure out how to get out of the hotel to the front, but they had fucking all-night chaperones from KMEA. You had to have, like, fucking – if you're a child, they're going to, like, know the – I didn't have the confidence just to walk out of the hotel and then walk back in, which I probably could have done because I didn't look like – I didn't look like that much of a kid, you know? So I got nervous. I was right by the entrance, and I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to go back to my room. I got back in the elevator, went up. Right when the elevator opened on – my floor, my the middle school band director was standing right there, <laughs> and he's like, he was like, go back to your room. He said he just looked at me and he was like, go back to your room. And he was like, not trying to deal with it, but he was like, knew, he knew some fuck shit was going on, dude. That's what really did affect me though was when you would get they would kind of get get wise a little bit. I had a couple instances with band directors where they like that was one of them. I had one, my fucking girlfriend ratted me out for smoking weed before the high school football game. My band director confronted me about that. One time I graf- I spray painted graffiti. I think I talked about this before on the podcast. I, I graffitied a kid's locker at school and my assistant band director interrogated me about that. And I had to fucking tell myself, dude, mischief, a lot of mischief going on back in the day. It, it, these aren't really scams, more just misbehaving, you know, not a whole lot of scam. It's just like me cheating myself in school. And then just fucking, you know, getting in trouble with people that, you know, thank God these people were good instructors and they like give you a chance because if they were just like petty or whatever and they get upset that you were like misleading them or like lying to them, which ignore or like a lot of people would do, they would have just like written me off. They wouldn't give me opportunities. They could have kicked me out of the band. There were kids that got, this is what's crazy. The kid that I spray painted his locker. He stole my phone charger. He'd been stealing a bunch of people's phone chargers because he had lost his. And other kids were calling him on it or they'd catch him with it and they would get it back from him. But he stole my phone charger and I guess that's where he'd had enough. He's like, I'm making a stand. I'm stealing this one for good. And I knew it was in his locker. And I was just like, fuck this guy. I spray paint and I just spray painted red on his fucking locker. Just like not even anything. Just spray painted fucking red spray paint. And um, that kid, this is my sophomore year of high school. So I'm 16, and that kid found out it was me, or he knew that someone did it. He threw a fucking fit, and then they, they, his mom threw a fit about it, and they were asking people. They were, I did it on the weekend when no one was there. We were there, like doing something with our drums, and it was just a couple students. We had no adult supervision. They left us there alone, which was like you shouldn't do <laughs> with high schoolers, but they like trusted us or whatever. Which I guess they shouldn't have done. Or at least me. The other two kids, they, they were doing mischievous shit. And I think they knew I did it. And they encouraged me to do it. But they had no part of it. 
And uh, so I remember the the it was like a weekend. We came in on Monday. They had talked to us and they talked to the other two guys already. And then he was talking to me. He was like, did you do it? We want to know who did it. And I was like, I don't know anything. I didn't see anything. Don't know anything. And then I just kept giving him that. I just kept giving the I know nothing thing. And so finally he was like, uh, hey, if we walk out of here and I don't know what happened, they're trying to let me resolve this in the band program, you know, because it's probably a band kid that did it. But if the principals have to do it, it's going to be a lot bigger deal. And I don't if you walk out of here and you didn't tell me you lied to me and you didn't tell me. So I can't really help you. That's what he said to me. And I was like, ah, I did it. <laughs> Literally, I just looked at him. I was like, I did it. It was me. And the other guys didn't do anything. They did nothing, which was the truth. And I got suspended for one day. And they counted it. The vice principal talked to me about it and he suspended me, called my mom. He wasn't even pissed. He was like, whatever. And he was like, we'll just count today. It was halfway through the day, like already in the fourth period. And they were like, we'll just count today as the day, suspension day because we don't want you to miss a bunch of school. So I, got, I just got like a half day out of school. He got to go home early. And then the other kid, he got kicked out of band for stealing the phone chargers, right? And they were going, my school, you're only eligible to do that Kentucky Music Educators Association conference, the KMEA conference, I'll shorten it up. You're only eligible for that every four years at your school. So it was my school's year of eligibility, and we made it. And we were going to do it. That kid was in the group that was going to go. He got kicked out of band. They gave me all his parts. So I wasn't in the group. It was the, the bigger band. I was in like, this, like the not as good band, the younger kids band. And he was in the wind ensemble. He gets kicked out of the band for stealing phone chargers. I get all his parts and I graffitied his locker and got suspended from school. So meanwhile, I'm getting like disciplined. My mom, like we had to pay for his backpack and his North Face jacket because I got paint on it. And I got like, I get to go on the trip to stay in the nice hotel with all my friends. <laughs> and he gets kicked out of the band. It was like not a good way to learn consequences, really. But it was, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, can't, I don't know. It, it was interesting to me that they, that kid was a piece of shit. I mean, that kid was always causing problems, you know. And he's an adult man now. Shout outs to him. And I hope he's doing okay. He might see this. Who knows? But uh, he, he was always kind of a, a shitty kid. And, or at least they didn't like him. Like the instructors did not like him. And fucking a lot of people didn't like him. But for some reason the instructors always gave me a chance. Like if I got caught up in like a lie or I did something wrong. They always gave me another shot. They never like kicked me. There was all kinds of kids that got kicked out of band for doing shit. But I never did. It was pretty interesting to me. Um so, again, not much of scams, just kind of fucking high school mischief, baby. I did a lot of fuck. I stole, stole a lot of books and DVDs. <laughs> I did a lot of doing that. There's a bookstore by hometown that is closed now. R fucking went out of business. Was bought by one of those liquidation companies. They just, like, sell all the inventory to, like, Bargain Hunt or something like that. Or, like, a Ollie's Superstore. And I would go in there and just, like, I would look for, like, books that I like. Probably half the books I own upstairs today. I, st I would take and just fucking put in the waistband of my pants and just walk out of the store or like DVDs like Wu-Tang Clan live performance DVD uh, CDs I stole the Channel Orange CD uh, Frank Ocean and then like a Mellow Hype there was a offshoot of uh, Odd Future Group no I think I paid for the Channel Orange CD but I stole the Mellow Hype CD and the Mellow Hype CD had the fucking security tag in it and the alarm went off but I had a cousin that worked at that store, and she told me 
She was like, if you if the alarm ever goes off, they can't really do anything at stores. She told me she was like, some stores they have security and they can detain you, like big department stores. But a store like she works at, the they might hear it go off. If you stop, they'll come up to you. They'll like ask you to walk through, walk through. They'll ask if you have anything. If you say no, they'll like ask you to hang out. They'll get a wand. They'll wand you. The wand is going off. They'll go, "Do you sure you don't have anything? You don't have anything?" And you go, "No." And they might could call somebody, but they probably won't, because you can't like fit like a television on your person. So maybe they're not trying to make a big stink out of things. So if you just also if you just walk out the door and never stop, nothing will happen. They can't chase you out of the parking lot. It's against the rules, you know. So like. I would just fucking go in there and shoplift all the time. Never, Obviously, nothing expensive, but, like, CDs, books, DVDs. Another little scam I would run, dude. I'd get, <laughs> I would walk. I would get. They had Jones sodas, they had, which are fucking delicious, like, pure cane sugar sodas. And they had, like, a refrigerator in the middle of the store for some reason. And I would just go get a soda and open it and, like, drink it as I walked around. It'd be empty by the time I left. I'd throw it out in the coffee shop, go out through the coffee shop side of the bookstore. Because the people in the coffee shop aren't looking for the, they're not looking for anything. They're making a espresso, and it's like one kid in there that's like busy making all these drinks for all these fucking kids that are just like their parents let them go hang out at the bookstore. So it's just like easy to uh, and this is not like active thinking <laughs> in the in the time. I mean, I guess I was. I was like analyzing the situation, but I wasn't like I'm gonna be a thief and fucking steal from the store. Like it's not like that. It was just like. I didn't have money, and you could take these books, and nobody's paying attention. You walk right out with it, dude. You could fucking do some mischief at the school. You could do all that kind of shit. I would stay. We, I remember me and my friends, two kids in the drumline our senior year, we, we had a yearly band competition at our school. We, and all kinds of uh, high schools would come, and, and we, we'd like meet kids from all over the state, and we get to hang out at our high school and like chill all day long. Normally when you do a band contest, you have to like travel on the bus and like – all this fucking logistical shit. But when you do it at your high school, you're just like chilling all day. So we wanted to try to stay overnight in the school the night before our contest. And we ended up doing it. We just like one of us stayed in my, our friend, David Wynn, that gave us first and last name. He, uh, he would hung out and stayed in the school. And then me and my friend Charles, we went and just like got dinner and hung out somewhere else. And then we just came back. David let us back in other David, and we hung out in the band room, and we watched fucking Band of Brothers on the uh, on the projector. I brought Band of Brothers on DVD. We went to the fucking gym and uh, the football locker room. The football locker room had like pretty nice showers. We like got the fucking have like nice showers in the in the in the locker room. We slept at what well, we did have to stay. We slept in the auditorium. We didn't know when people were gonna be getting to the school because they're gonna be like setting up for the contest and like setting up fucking tents, establishing event stuff. So we slept in the auditorium in this fucking hallway. We found mats somewhere, like maybe in the gym. There were these blue mats, and we we slept on these mats in this little fucking dark hallway. And we woke up. I think people were there already doing shit, and we just, like, slipped into the fold like nothing was going on, dude. <laughs> it was kind of It was kind of cool. It's kind of crazy to me that our school didn't have, like, alarms or something because I, there were a lot of times I snuck into the school overnight. We left the windows open at the gym once and snuck in through the windows and, like, played basketball. And then we 
got the, a bunch of fire extinguishers and like sprayed. <laughs> we let a fire extinguisher out. And dude, we had never used a Fasita fire extinguisher. That shit gets heavy quick. It was a big one, like a huge fire extinguisher. And it was just like cloud of white shit, shit everywhere. We got out of there like, dude, I got caught with my girlfriend by the janitor at like 8 o'clock at night at the school one time. And he, I don't think he told the principal that he caught us like fucking hanging out but he told her that we were in the school late and she pulled me out of class she told me she didn't pull my girlfriend out of class because she didn't want to embarrass her but she pulled me out of gym class the same gym where we fucking let off the fire extinguisher and it was probably around the fucking same time and we uh and and, and she told me she was like intimidated me she like intimidated me she was like i'm not telling anybody but she was like she was like, you shouldn't be, I don't know, she tried to, but I was like, because she wasn't telling anybody, I was like, okay, whatever. And I think I just continued to hang out with my girlfriend, not at 8 o'clock at night, but after school, you know. So, you know, I didn't learn anything. I <laughs> didn't learn very much at all. The fucking, being a kid, though, dude, you don't know. And I didn't have a lot of respect. I didn't have a lot of, I did have a lot of, that's not true. I did, but I also was just like, I liked seeing what you could get away with. I like obviously like getting out of class. There was so much time dedicated to just not doing schoolwork that I thought I was going to like, get, I think I did get into college. This is how much I probably gaslighted myself. I don't think I ever even got into college. I think I lied to the school. I got into college. They, cause they started hanging up people's pictures of, uh, like who got into college their senior year, all in the main lobby when you walk into school and I started seeing, I was like, damn, dude, I want to get my picture up there with all the people that are going to college. So I think I filled out my application. And I think I got pre-approved or something because I lived in the town and I would have been able to get into school there. Like it wouldn't have been a problem. But I think they needed like my grade point average or some shit, some, some number. And I didn't know it. And I never got it. So I never really got approved. I never got truly accepted into the school. And uh, I just told him I did. And they hung up my picture next to me. It was like me and my best friend, Adam. Our pictures were up right next to each other in like the science hallway above the lockers. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, I got into college. I got in, I got up on the wall of the high school. Everyone's going to everyone's gonna think it really happened. And I didn't go, you know, so. But a lot of people, you know, I'm glad I didn't go. Because what would I be using a fucking degree for now, dude? I mean, I'm like, I'm, what am I doing? I mean, I went to a trade school for audio, and that's how we're doing the podcast now, baby. I, that's how I learned how to use YouTube to build a podcast studio. And I never would have been able to do that if I didn't pay $5,000 of tuition to learn how to record music. Crazy how that works out. Anyway, so I think that's my history of high school. Oh, I did have one more. Uh, I got out of the. I, I got caught in a drug sting operation in high school. And I think my mom listens to this podcast, you know? And my mom was probably hearing stuff on here that I'm, you know, this is where you be yourself. This is what I got to do. <laughs> this is what you got to, you got to be honest. You got to tell the truth. And I'm sorry, mom, if you're hearing this, I'm sorry, mama, never meant to hurt you. Eminem uh, lyrics. So we are skipping school one day. It's like noon. I designed on my senior year. I designed my whole school schedule to where my, my first period was English and my second period was basic machining. So it's like you learn how to do metal machining. And I only took that class because it would count as a math class. And everybody was like, oh, it's whatever. You're learning a trade thing. It's kind of cool. You're using tools. It's pretty chill. 
And you also, they told me in the, the school, the class was in our vocational building, which was technically a different school. It had a different principal, but it was on our campus. And you would get a break because it was like a, a school where you learned like automotive shit or whatever. There was like a mandatory like 15 minute break in your class. And you got to go out and they had like vending machines and their vending machines had real soda. Our vending machines in the school, the normal school, had fucking diet sodas and, like, zero sugar Gatorades and stuff like that. But this school, then when they unlocked the room with the vending machines, it had, like, all fucking real good snacks and, like, bad sodas that are bad for you. So that's the only reason I took the class because it, it would masquerade as a math class. So I didn't have to take math my whole senior year, and I would get to drink real sodas. So <laughs> that was my first two periods of the day that accounted for about two hours. And then the next four periods were all music band related classes taught by one of my band directors and when you were an older kid like a senior and you took those classes that it wasn't like band class like it wasn't wind ensemble class or symphonic band class it was one of the band directors had to teach classes throughout the day they just kind of filled their day much like the football coaches right like so the school had to employ the football coach to be the coach of the team and that's really what they were there to do but they had to be a teacher so they would like they would teach driver's ed and they didn't give a fuck about the driver's ed classes at all because that's not why they are a teacher. That's not even why they have their job. They're there to coach fucking football. They're like they have like football class. They have weightlifting class that they teach. Like that's one of their things that takes up their day. So these teachers, my band directors, they just had general and the, it was like piano class. Like you would learn to fucking play piano by listening to some instructional CD or you they had music theory class where you would like watch movies about just music shit. They would just literally play you DVDs while they would be in their office working on band shit. So it was like a bullshit class for electives for kids that didn't do like extracurricular shit. Because a lot of the electives were based on kids that like, if you were like a intelligent kid or some shit, you would like, like an academic, you're trying to get into college. That's like your whole high school career goal. You would have like uh, language classes or something that would like help you get your college thing. If you're a music kid, you'd be doing band classes with your electives or something like that. But these kids, they were like trash kids that fucking didn't have anything going on. So they would take the fucking stupid whatever elective class that was made up where you just watched DVD. And so I would take those classes as a senior. I took like three of those classes in a row. And uh, they let me do it because I didn't need any more other shit. I just needed math and I just needed English. So they let me take as many electives as I want, and the, the band directors didn't monitor me. They would let me go leave class, and, and they would think I was, like, practicing or something, and I would just go and, like, smoke weed all over town in my van and, uh, and like, eat lunch somewhere, like, go to Taco Bell, go wherever, and I started getting my friends to skip out with me. They would have, like, uh, one of my friends had a piano class, and he was in it with me, and I, like, convinced the band director to come let him hang out with me because we're going to go, like, hang out in the auditorium and play piano. A lot of the time, we would just leave and go smoke weed in the park. And that was in our fourth period class. Our, uh, I think it was fourth period. And that class was two hours long because it had the lunch period in it. So I would always try to get my fourth period class to be some class where I could leave because it would be, like, the biggest part of your day and you didn't have to be there. So that's essentially I built my senior year schedule just to get out of class for the whole end of the day. And I wasn't really in the wind ensemble my senior year very much. So I didn't even have to be there for my sixth period, which was like, uh, cause I didn't have parts in the shit. So it's pretty fucking badass, man. And, but got kind of drunk stick operation. One day I'm out of school during fourth period with my friends. Uh, we hit up some college students that we had met 
and they were like recklessly selling weed out of their apartment just like straight up they would have like at noon they would have like three cars pull in their parking lot and they would just come out and like give each car weed and exchange the money and then the cars would just leave so somebody noticed the shit that was going on and we knew that it was like not we were kids though like we knew it was like we were even wise up we were like they shouldn't be doing this but whatever fuck it uh it's noon like what's gonna happen you know so one day we pull down there we notice there's like another truck down there and we're like oh they're definitely here doing the same thing we're doing right when we park a fucking cop car comes down and this is apartment where it's like you can only come down the driveway like down a hill and then go back up the same driveway it's like one way in one way out so a cop cruiser fucking comes in and like stops behind us because it saw us pull in sees stops to block us in but then sees the guy in the truck and he starts to try to adjust he's like oh it's multiple cars down here they're obviously i can tell by the what the cop is doing they know what's going on we're like fuck oh they know exactly what's happening so he goes to try to block in the truck and us and right then the truck just fucking peels out like burns rubber past the cop out of the driveway so we're like all there's like me and two of my friends in the car i'm like oh we are fucked we are totally fucked and the cop comes up to my window and he's like hey you mind if i ask you guys what you're doing down here and i was like oh we're not uh i i i became like a a really good actor in that moment i'm stammering now but i was like oh we were just here we're picking up our friend lives in one of these apartments we were like waiting for him to come out and they were the cops like oh and he looks at us he like looks around he looks in the car he can tell we're like younger and i guess in that moment he like made a decision that we weren't there that it was a mistake that we weren't there buying drugs so he looks at us and he's like he might ask me a couple more questions but he was like okay he was like well i'll tell you this whatever you're doing down here i wouldn't come around here anymore because uh somebody they're doing some stuff around here that they shouldn't be doing and he points up there's like a bunch of woods where we're parked in the parking lot there's like a ton of trees in front of us and it's like uphill but you can see there's like other apartments up the hill in the trees and he points up there there's a car and he's like, see, there's a, and it's an undercover cop car. He points out to us that there's an undercover cop car up there surveilling the parking lot from up the hill. And that he saw us pull down there and he radioed that car to come down and bust to see if it was a, a drug thing, right? And we were like, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> we were like, no way is it a drug. There are no drugs. What are drugs? We don't even know what that is. So immediately we were like, oh, no way. And also, we're never coming back here. I'm not even. <laughs> I don't even know who these people are. I don't even know. We don't even have this. This is not our friend anymore. So they let us leave. We get out of there and we just drove up the street. We called the girl. It was a girl that was doing it. And her name was Laura. I remember that. I don't, I, I would always save people's numbers in my phone is if they sold weed, I'd sell it as green, save their last name as green. So I just remember her name was Laura Green. And we called her and told her what happened. And then she just left. We hung out. We had like all day because we were out of school. That was my, that was my free period. So we fucking waited. She came up and she just gave us the weed at the at rallies or whatever. And uh, then I just never went back to that place. It's called the Gopher. But what a fucking crazy. I mean, I can't. That really happened at that cop. Can't, he, he knew that's exactly what was going on. Also, my vehicle had been there a lot of times. They probably seen me there before. Or at least whoever called the cops, like the neighbors probably had seen my car before. I was going there like every couple of days, like during the broad daylight. First, just coming out, selling you drugs, going back inside. I mean, what if I would have been skipping high school with two of my friends that I had been 
convincing to skip because I was I my friends were only doing it because I was doing it which I didn't feel like a leader amongst my friends at all I thought they were like the cooler ones but I had kind of like proven the plan safe that you could skip school and get back in I knew what door you could get in or that would be unlocked or like so many kids went to the vocational school I knew you know when the time periods change so like if there was a part where the kids come back in they ring a buzzer and there's a camera the people from the office would see you and they would just let you in the door so I just know if you show up at a certain time or whatever you can get in or there's doors certain doors that are unlocked so it's like I don't I, I guess that they were just doing it because I was doing it so what if I got us caught in a fucking drug and they found out we're like 17 we're like all kids they're like what the fuck I guess we would have got away with a little bit lighter of a deal we're only like buying a small quantity of marijuana so, you know, I guess it wouldn't have been that big of a deal, but my parents would have been disappointed. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so if you are one of my parents and you're listening to this podcast, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, um, I mean, I'm not really sorry. You know, it, it was it was not wise. It was not smart choices to make. But hey, I mean, I guess I got away with it. I guess it was fine. So. Guys, I think that's all we're going to do for the podcast today. And I want to thank you guys for coming back as always, you know, uh, it's been a little bit of a layoff. We're just trying to get back to doing the podcast. We're just trying to get back used to doing it. So we're going to be sharing some stories, doing some stuff. We're going to get back to having guest episodes. Hopefully you'll meet Max. Max will come on the podcast and I think he's going to be my producer. I think he has zero sensibility for production and we're going to try to teach him how to have it while we're doing a show and you know i have half of a sensibility so if i can impart to him a quarter of a sensibility we'll surely sink the podcast so thank you guys so much for coming out again make sure you subscribe if you didn't there's a share button get the share link uh send it to your friends put it on your facebook put it on your twitter tell people we got cool shit going on over here and uh, as always thanks for coming back i said it a hundred times enjoy your day god damn it